that like a lot of things has happened this month. Like what? The um, whole thing that happened with the the tennis player. Oh, Serena. Serena Williams. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't know. The um, apparently, I don't watch enough tennis to to know all the rules violations or whatever. Apparently, uh, from what I've heard, the that the umpire or whatever had a reputation for enforcing rules that other umpires didn't, and Serena's been in the game long enough to know that. So there was that issue. Um, so, uh, I think I don't blame her for losing her cool, necessarily, but I really can't fault the ref for any kind of sexism for, uh, which is what Serena um, alluded to. But I can't fault the ref for any kind of sexism when he's been like that for uh, all the tennis players he's kind of known for enforcing rules kind of being uh, that way. Um, the reaction to Serena from a bunch of people has been, you know, I, I do see a double standard that way. Um, I don't know whether it's because uh, she's a woman, she's black, or because she's Serena Williams, but she does tend to get kind of the short end of the stick when it comes to um, you know, her competitive nature and people, uh, not looking, people looking at that as a negative thing. Um, I did feel bad for her, um, opponent, opponent yeah. Um, whose but, name we don't even know. Yeah, whose name we don't even know. It's a shame because that, that overshadowed her day. Um, but I am glad that Serena did speak to her and, and I thought she was, uh, <clears throat> and it tells you something about Serena, the fact that she didn't come out and say, oh, I comforted her and told her, uh, that she, you know, that I was proud of her or whatever. She never said that. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, yeah. This girl said that. She told Ellen that on her show. Um, so, uh, um, so I'm glad that Serena had that moment privately with, uh, with her to, to, you know, encourage her and, and, and congratulate her in a true way. So, um, uh, yes. Yeah, Do you think it's interesting that no one ever seems to really point to, to... It's Serena Williams also never attributes any of the um, treatment that she receives to the fact that she's black. I think she knows, but I think tennis is such a funny world that it wouldn't do much good. Mm -hmm. um, I think she just she just kind of knows, and I think everyone around her knows um, that it's that the tennis world is that way. But do you think she's doing an injustice by not speaking out about it? Uh, I don't know. Um, and you know what? I, it might not. She might not feel it's her place as a competitor to speak out. It might be that she's just doing the best she can to blaze a trail, and then she can blend the commentary after the fact. Mm. And she just may let her bank account do the talking and her trophies do the talking. Um, and let other people do the talking for her. She, you know, that's that's kind of a sports cliche is let your play do the, do the talking. Mm -hmm. But um, that's it seems like that's kind of how she's wired and really how Venus is wired too, for that matter. 
um, that they might be passionate and fiery and, and they may be outspoken to a certain degree, but for the most part, they've let their their skills and their play do the talking mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. That's probably why she was so insulted when he suggested that she was cheating. Yeah. Yeah. But was she? That's what I'm not sure that her coach <laughs> said that she was, that they were. Well, that doesn't mean that she was paying any attention to him or even knew what he was doing. Right, that's true. You know, he said, oh yeah, I was doing that, uh-huh. you know. And, and maybe that's why she was so upset is her coach was doing that mm-hmm. and the ref saw that, but she's not doing that. Yeah. Just because that's what he's doing doesn't mean that's what she's doing. That's true. But, I mean, I guess it'd be interesting if her and whoever her coach is have a, have a little talk behind closed doors yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. But, again, tennis is a weird animal. That's a funny rule to me. You can't receive coaching. Uh, but maybe it's kind of like certain types or like traditional chess that you can't, obviously can't be coached through mm. yeah. <laughs> this match. Speaking of chess, what did you think of uh, Pastor uh, Mark's Wednesday night uh, message? Anything that stood out to you? Um, the chess? I don't remember the chess part. No, it didn't have anything to do with chess. Nice. <laughs> 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 so I was like, what? <laughs> like, speaking was of, that, was, was that not speaking of chess, what did you think of that Wednesday night study? <laughs> I'm not going to deal with chess. Um, it was good. I was trying to think of specific points that he, um, that he talked about. Uh, this scripture had to do with um, uh, the Lord basically um, confirming that, that Saul was not his chosen king and that he was going to tear the kingdom from him and give it to a neighbor who was better. And because Saul didn't finish the job um, of killing uh, Agag uh, of the Amalekites, um, Samuel did it. And uh, um, it was, uh, yeah, so. I'm trying to think of a a certain, of anything that really stuck out to me. So, I mean, there's always the concern of Saul's religious spirit, so to speak, in mm-hmm. that he kind of knows kind of the religious speak. And that's kind of the most dangerous place to be in, and something I think that we have to be aware of is that if, you know, those of us who've been in the church and in Christian circles for a while, we can very easily lull ourselves to sleep thinking that we're in the right place, mm-hmm. and we know the language to say and everything after a while. And then we look up and, and realize that we're not really not, or I'd hope, we realize that we're just kind of we just know going through the motions. Go through the motions. We just know what to say, and so then we're, when we're really asked by the Lord to do something, we do it half-heartedly. We don't mm. see it to completion. Oh. And um, and so we see that with Saul, he obeyed the Lord up to a point, uh, and he kind of basically did what was right in his own eyes, mm. and uh, and it didn't bring honor to the Lord. And then we see that contrasted with what Samuel did. And he hewed the king in pieces. He chopped him up. And, you know, the Malachites are often a a type of sin. And, you know, we we have that choice. Do we go Saul's 
route that we kind of play with sin and say, let's get rid of a little bit of it. What do we take Samuel's route and take a sword and hack it to pieces? My God. Uh, so, uh, you say, get it out. Like, all <laughs> yeah. the way, forget it, it's gone. Yeah. And it's tough. I mean, if you're dealing with an enemy, I, that's why sin is so dangerous. If you're dealing with an enemy, it's like, yeah, I want to, to destroy them, you know? If, yeah, but uh, this I've, sin has become your buddy, it's become yeah. your friend. That's you your know, pet. Dr. Matthew Stevenson, <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> he said an interesting thing the other day. Uh-huh. He pointed out how people say, my depression, uh-huh. the way, you know, I'm dealing with my depression, you know, and this, that, and the third. I heard mm-hmm. a girl say it the other night and recognized it. Uh-huh. And I feel like even though, you know, sin, even though depression may not be categorized as a sin, you know, maybe it's a stronghold. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel like that could also kind of fit into that category where it's another one of those things that you have to decide to let go of and not be friends with anymore yeah. and decide to make an enemy of that um, mm-hmm. where some people, I've heard people say, you know, and I have been that person who mm-hmm. in the past, you know, say my my depression and and it's your buddy and it wraps you up and she described it in such a romantic way, you know, how her depression would wrap her around and be her coat and you know, just keep her and wrapped in this, you know, comfortable, depressive place, you know? Yeah. Um, because it's so familiar. Um, I feel like strongholds and addictions can be like that also. Yeah. I think the baby thinks that too. Is that what you think too, baby? 